When I was in high school, there was shows like Police 107 that was kind of popular at the time. And then, um, you know, then came the stereotypes, you know, Pacific people doing crime. This is the only show that uh, <laughs> we were on and, you know, we're always getting arrested or there's someone drunk and fighting of the police. And um, I was just, I was a little bit upset about how they were portraying our people in a platform like television because people suddenly thought we were all like that. And um, that was, for me, the changing point. I wanted to, uh, you know, I, I guess like the saying, be the change you want to see in the world. And that was, for me, the, the turning point. I wanted to be and, and help and promote our people. Here we go, Kiorana, everybody. Oh, that's all right. Oh, sorry, oh, sorry my friend. No, nah, no, nah, you're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. I went to turn on another light. <laughs> you know, I'll ask you, can we leave that in? Because this makes it authentic. You know, it's like the anti-TV show, which just happens to be on TV. John, I just want to thank you for taking time for us. Um, I know that there's other recordings going on in your world right now, and and we've carved out a little bit of time with you. And I'll tell you why it matters to me a lot, brother, is because this podcast airs at 11 o'clock at night. And I love the fact that it's the last thing people will see or hear before, you know, they turn off uh, audio on a TV and move on to something else. And and it's quite fitting, you know, I want to have these deep podcasts that release us a little bit from these confined areas we're in. So, you know, I give you permission to uh, relax and we can, we can undo a button or two and just um, <laughs> enjoy ourselves. But I will say, man, thank you so much for joining me. And how are you? Are you is everything okay? Nissan Pulavinaka and Kia to all your viewers and uh, listeners. It is uh, I, I'm so honoured uh, to be part of this uh, podcast, and thank you so much uh, for uh, chasing me to be part of this. At first, I was a little bit hesitant. There were way better people than me, but um, <laughs> uh, the fact you've chosen me from uh, uh, in case uh, uh, people are wondering, you also had um, the Rock Dwayne Johnson on the list, but you chose me. So, so thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> It's lovely to talk to you, um, also to uh, uh, share a little bit about my journey. Um, I'm, I'm so blessed to be doing what I'm doing as a reporter on Tanata Pasifika and also an announcer on Radio 531. So service uh, for me is what I'm doing at the moment, and um, I'm just very, very super, super lucky to serve an awesome community like our Pasifika community here in Aotearoa, but also what we're doing is uh, um, being screened and uh, broadcast around the world as well. So a big uh, aloha, a big ta to all our viewers uh, from around the world, our Pasifika people that are tuning in right now. Beautiful, brother. Can I start, John, by, um, and we can travel a little bit back as we go, but in this current time, how are you uh, balancing the information coming in, going out, you know, this real-time uh, stress that we all feel about? It's not quite sure. We know we need to be together. We know we need to keep the narrative going to head towards the same direction, but it's blimmin' scary for a lot of our people out there. And I wonder, you know, when when the red light goes off and you find yourself uh, having a quiet moment, are you able to kind of decompress or does it sit with you? Yeah, it's a lot of uh, information to take in. You know, we're in an age, uh, we're a day and age now where um, communication is very much part of our everyday with um, the use of mobile devices and whatnot. And everyone can access, you know, through Facebook uh, and social media, um, uh, for example. So there is a lot of information out there. And I think our people just need to be wise with what information they take in because we've seen the impacts of the misinformation and, you know, it's causing more harm than anything and causing more panic 
panic in the community and we don't want that mm. we're all very um you know i guess we're um you know there's a lot of uncertainty uh, a lot of our people are not working or some have uh, uh, been cut down their work hours so it's impacting a lot of families so it's a very sensitive time for our families and um, if you're wondering who should i listen to you know you can also do your own homework as well you know there's the COVID 19 website you can go and look for yourself talk to your doctor if you're really unsure about um, uh, some of the um, the uh, issues uh, health uh, symptoms and things like that you know rather than just you know reading everything you read online because you know it's like there are more broadcasters every day because everyone's online and you know sharing yeah. stuff but i just wish the people who are um, you know making these false uh, uh, information um, uh, can just please stop and be more wise with this uh, influential uh, um, uh, platform that you have. You have social media and use it wisely. Mm -hmm. It's really sad to hear how, you know, it can really damage um, our community and our communities are really vulnerable, you know, with such um, things like the housing issues, you know, education, uh, equality, you name it. So, you know, th this is just adding more fuel to the fire if people are just generating so uh, the, the, the misinformation. So if you do get these uh, misinformation, don't send it, just leave it at that, delete it, unsee it, whatever you do, don't distribute it if you feel that it's not the right information. And you can always get the right information if you go to the correct source. A lot of people are, um, you know, a bit more sensitive, or I guess a lot of them don't want to listen to the politicians, but maybe listen to the experts, the health experts, when it comes to COVID-19 and things like that. Um, and if you are going through some tough times, please know that there are help, uh, there, there are people out there that can help you. We've seen... Um, the good in people come out during these uh, uh, crisis times. I've done stories of people who have volunteered their time to go and put together food parcels uh, to go and help out the uh, the workers at the um, testing stations. It's things like that that really warms my heart and makes me feel good about the future of this country, that there is still a community that cares about one another. And when there's a stronger community, you know, you just feel better about going forward, that you're, uh, I, I guess you're part of a community that it looks out for. Uh, each other so that makes me comfortable um, knowing that uh, you know we do still have good people in our community even though there are the odd uh, uh, people who like to just make things a little bit more complicated mm, that's right and it's absolutely beautiful what you're saying because it is tricky for people in real time and we haven't quite worked out what's our role online we have these giant kind of openings and views to the world and it, yeah. it might feel right to be expressing but I guess on mass and mix that in with a bit of an algorithm them it does get tricky so I, I i do like the fact john that you know there's some things that just are supposed to work and and hopefully if you can get around your family and be with each other in that safe bubble um, you know pending you know i guess everyone has a slightly different scenario but there's some other communication that we miss online the the realness of being together so yes. you know that that's something that i think can help um help us navigate because that's been one of the things that it's hard to navigate through this time yeah. should i be listening to this we're on the campaign trail who's right who's wrong and yeah. and you know i just like the idea that sometimes you got to simplify it it's about these simple conversations how are you or yeah. or not talking at all 
let's go for a little walk, you know, or something like sometimes, that. Yeah, sometimes it's better just to switch off and have a COVID-free time or mm. just away from media and all the mm. social media that's just, you know, um, bombarding your uh, uh, mobile devices every day and daily. Um, so it's it's nice just to have a little moment, have a breather, have family time. Because I think that's what uh, um, COVID-19 and the lockdown has really uh, brought out is the importance of family coming together. The bubble was perfect for our Pacifica families. And I guess for uh, every other uh, Kiwi and New Zealander here in Aotearoa was that it was about coming together and, you know, just going back to traditional ways of getting in touch and talking to each other. Um, it told us to, um, you know, stay together in our bubble. And that was important because we didn't want to, I guess, uh, spread or, um, you know, uh, I guess get infected if we're out and about and mixing and mingling. So family is one thing that was really important uh, um, in this uh, um, fight against this uh, pandemic, uh, you know, this uh, health crisis that's happening around the world. So it really brought people together. And everyone I spoke to, they mentioned family time. It was so important. Families, um, uh, like, you know, the dads were not working, the mums were at home, and the kids, uh, you know, didn't have to school, and they were all helping each other at home. So it was more hands-on with things like that. So it was um, just really beautiful to hear stories of how, you know, it's really united our community to work together. That's right. That's right. That's and and it's com- it's not confusing, but at times it can be hard to... You know, we've been given sometimes out of the toughness an opportunity to change the norm, you know, and I know that's not simple for everybody because everyone's dealing with this in their own way. But I'd love to think that there might be a bit of a a clue in there, but you got to also have enough time for family. And it just happens that, you know, the Pacific is, is, this is huge in it. You know, the, that's what the kind of Western society didn't take away because you can't. Otherwise, yeah. you can't call it a community if you can't actually commune, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, look, I think that's – well, John, and I guess before we go to the break, and maybe it's not the right question to ask before we do, but why is it that sometimes these um, harder moments in life bring out these good times? Why can't we just celebrate because it's a Monday? Why does it have to be <laughs> during a worldwide pandemic? <laughs> I guess sometimes we just get caught up and, you know, in this world that we live in, there are so many things happening. Um, you know, it's election time here in Aotearoa. There's so much uh, uh, to celebrate and things like that. Um, you know, and I guess, you know, we get too busy. I I, I also think that uh, because we're in a digital age, we're just more concerned about, you know, what uh, photo I'm going <laughs> to put up on social media and things like that. And uh, I guess, you know, you can t- you can tell real leadership when crisis hits. And um, it's it's been one of the highlights of seeing, you know, our our community heroes come out and really showcase themselves. But yeah, it's funny you mentioned that uh, <laughs> we we see the beauty in people uh, even more when it comes to things like this. But um, I hope it stays forever and I hope it influences our, our next generation as well to also act in that way rather than, um, you know, panicking and, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> overreacting. So that's uh, something that we don't want to happen. But um, it is beautiful how we've seen, our, you know, we, we may have the um, Marvel superheroes, but we also have our version of our Pacific uh, heroes uh, who are doing some awesome, awesome things, but they're not doing it to, you know, get recognition and things like that. It's just, that's just the Pacific way. Mm, Beautiful. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Stay with us, everybody. Back with John. We're going to dig a bit deeper into, you know, talk about Marvel superheroes. That's what happens when you're live on television. (laughs) (laughs) Stay with us, team, back in just a sec. John, so where does it, like, how far do we go back? 
what do you want to be when you are a youngster? I mean, if you flick forward to these years, you have this role, the red light goes on, you're delivering to the nation. But when you're young, what's going through your mind? What are what are your hopes, your dreams, your ambitions? Yeah, I was, you know, still trying to um, figure that out myself. Um, you know, I was about nine years old when I moved uh, from Tonga uh, to Aotearoa. So my father came to uh, build a church uh, on Farvona Road here in uh, uh, Auckland on uh, in Mangere. So that's the reason why my family came over was dad's uh, work. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, I was really, um, I was uh, pretty average at music and I wanted to be a musician. And I thought, oh, yay, I'm a drummer. So I wanted to play drums and, um, you know, travel the world as a uh, musician and things like that. Uh, but there was something uh, that I really, really um, uh, found that I was really interested in was that uh, Pacific Stories. You know, I was, I'm, I, I guess I'm an artistic person. I enjoy telling stories and I enjoy the performing arts. And um, when I was at Otahuhu College, a wonderful establishment, if I may add, uh, <laughs> in Otahuhu. So uh, I was, uh, um, when I got to high school, it was then I realized there was a, uh, something missing in terms of uh, the way we tell our stories. When I was in uh, high school, it was uh, shows like Police 107 that was uh, kind of popular at the time. And then, um, you know, then came the stereotypes, you know, Pacific people doing crime. This is the only show that uh, <laughs> we were on and, you know, we're always getting arrested or there's someone drunk and fighting of the police. And um, I was just, I was a little bit upset about how they were portraying our people in a platform like television because people suddenly thought we were all like that. And um, that was, for me, the changing point. I wanted to, uh, you know, I, I guess like the saying, be the change you want to see in the world. And that was, for me, the, the turning point. I wanted to be and help and promote our people because I grew up in a very, uh, uh, I guess, uh, happy community. We were, uh, yes, of course, we did have our downtimes. We had our issues. But most of the time, we were proud of being Pacific. And um, our stories, a lot of us, it was just between us as Pacifica community. And I wanted to share that with the rest of Aotearoa. And at the time, Tangata Pasifika was the only program that was on television uh, at the time telling Pacific stories by Pacific people. And that was for me was a drawing card and I caught the bug. I did some work experience at uh, Tangata Pasifika at TVNZ, you know, schoolboy from uh, South Auckland in my short uh, <laughs> navy blue shorts and my uh, tight shirt. I don't know why it was tight, but uh, I guess it was for the looks to show off my uh, arms that didn't exist. My big, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. But uh, for me, um, that was when I caught the bug for the uh, uh, media industry was that I saw Pacifica um, journalists telling Pacific stories. Yes, we did have to cover some sensitive and tough issues, but at the same time, this was the only program that was uh, highlighting our success stories, helping preserve our culture here in Aotearoa. A lot of our communities are now calling Aotearoa home, and sometimes we kind of adopt new ways, and at the same time, we don't use enough of our language to keep it thriving and alive here in this new place we call home. So uh, fast forward, I did my time at uh, AUT, um, my BCS, Bachelor of uh, Communication Studies, three years, three, uh, the longest time of my life. I wasn't, I didn't always enjoy reading, and especially because I was a um, natural Tongan speaker. Uh, it was another language, and reading and writing in English was a struggle uh, for me, and I still struggle now with my England. Uh, so it is uh, slowly, slowly getting there, I guess. Uh, but for me, uh, I had to, um, you know, do these things that I didn't uh, obviously enjoy at first, but um, I had to do it because I wanted to become uh, a journalist. So I did my time at AUT, as I mentioned, and then I uh, went back to uh, um, Tangata Pasifika 
Benfica. And then I said, look, I make an amazing cup of tea if you want me to come and join your staff. So um, I started off as a young intern. And then from there, we had a spot that uh, became open. And then I was lucky enough uh, that uh, I became a permanent staff. And uh, fast forward, I've been here 10 years now uh, with Tangata Pasifika. But um, yeah, it, it kind of started off, I wanted to be a muso and uh, uh, perform in bands. And then I saw the lack of positive uh, um, and true reflection of our community uh, in television. And that's what drew me to uh, the only Pacific show at the time, which was Tangata Pasifika. And I tell you what, brother, it is honestly, I've, I'm so blessed. I'm so, so honored uh, to have um, met some incredible Pacific leaders, young and old. I've uh, been able to travel to some awesome places, places I never, ever thought I'd ever go to, uh, coming from, uh, you know, the kingdom of Tonga. And here I am now. I'm just so thankful for the many opportunities and also my family and friends who have been there from the very beginning and who keep me, uh, um, you know, keep my, my head in here because sometimes I try and tell some dry jokes and no one laughs, but uh, my family just keep it real. And um, yeah. I'm so blessed to have um, some good people. And, uh, and, I, and I think that's one thing I also uh, want to encourage our communities that surround yourself with the right people. I was just really blessed and I, and I thank my, my, my God for um, uh, taking me in the right uh, uh, pathway to meet some really incredible people. And um, they really helped me to get to where I am today. And I'll never forget and that's one thing that uh, always reminds me is, um, you know, my, my beginning, always where I started and where I'm going. Um, so that's one thing I'd like to uh, encourage our, our viewers as well, especially our young people who are trying to figure out what they want to do in life, you know. That's right. That's right. Everyone has a story. Everyone has their own challenges uh, and, and struggles as well. And um, uh, But it's, it's about going forward. And, uh, and for me, it was, um, you know, wanting to do something uh, different with my community. And um, I just, yeah, very, very blessed. Um, John, you know, you struck something in my mind as you were talking through your journey so far. And, and, and can you imagine what this would have been like going through a COVID? You know, like I think COVID has been a very adult game, if you know what I mean, with those of us who have gone through our childhoods and, and are able to access the world, you know, maybe commerce and all these things have been treating it like it's our thing to navigate through. But I, <laughs> it's a real interesting point, right? Like there's not much conversations about the little ones or the, the ones coming out of school and university. I mean, maybe maybe this will give them some type of, um, you know, unification that, yeah. that, that the world is not always um, peachy or something like that. I mean, I guess we all knew that too, but I definitely remember thinking growing up that, oh, it's kind of all going to be okay. Yeah. And I guess I still believe that, but this shows you that things can change rapidly and I to be ready. Yeah. I absolutely agree. And, and this is something that we're so used to in the Pacific is being prepared for the next cyclone. So this is something that our people uh, have already been doing in the, in the past, but I think it's a good exercise for us, us, uh, you and I will, us young people, the uh, rangatahi <laughs> of Aotearoa, our generation to, um, you know, think about the future. This is a good lesson for us to always be prepared you know, um, this COVID thing, it taught us about, you know, getting some um, uh, um, more water at home. You know, people were fighting over uh, toilet paper, dulo, uh, and excuse me for talking about that time. You know, people were fighting over that, you know, and um, I just thought, wow, you know, never thought something like that will ever happen in my time. But it just goes to show, you know, people just change when something like this happens. But um, 
um, for, for me, it was a huge lesson and a reminder of what we were used to in Tonga. So the cyclone season in Tonga starts uh, from um, uh, Christmas time until about, I think, March. I may be wrong, uh, but um, our people already know what to, uh, you know, to do and prepare. So people are used to preparing for, you know, when there's something, a natural disaster comes. And, um, you know, and I think... We're, we're, we're in a, a day and age now where everything is perfect. You know, what we see on online is real life, uh, but not all the time. Things can change. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that it taught me was, um, you know, to be prepared at home and um, things like uh, getting water, um, getting food, um, canned food, just prepare in case for the worse. So I think, um, yeah, that's that's one of the lessons I, uh, my family and I learned uh, when we went into the first lockdown. And then um, we were a little bit more prepared the second time around when we uh, go, went into the second lockdown. But um, I just also would like to acknowledge our families out there who are, may not be in a position to prepare uh, for these things. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of you all and I'm praying that uh, everyone is okay. It is a tough time and, um, you know, I've been doing stories about people who have lost their jobs and it, uh, it is very sad how, I guess, no one, I, I guess, uh, you know, uh, planned for this. So, you know, no one knew what to, uh, to uh, prepare for when, um, you know, they're like, oh, you're not um, uh, going to work here anymore. So, yeah, it, it teaches us to always uh, think of the future as our well, being prepared. Yes. So, um, yeah, I guess that's one of the things I would take away Beautiful. from that. Beautiful. John, we'll go to a quick break. I guess when we come back, I, I might just ask permission to go to ask you a question and, and I can talk about it before the break. So sometimes I think what happens when we see you on screen um, or like, like, like when I'm on a podcast, it's quite a good version of me, right? It's like a version <laughs> I, I aspire to be. I use different vocabulary and it just comes <laughs> like a, I mold into this version of me. But I do like to acknowledge the fact that, you know, just like you, we have life outside of this little yeah. and, and And I wonder if you might share just in, in the next segment, just a few little things you do to keep, keep the engine flowing, to keep the brain happy, you know, and maybe it's little silly things that we don't consider. But I think what we forget is that the people we aspire to be, they have obviously work as hard as a big thing, but there might be some other things that just you happen to know or have learned. So maybe we could explore a little bit of that. And if not, then that's okay too, because that <laughs> might be a secret. But stay with us, team. Uh, cliffhanger here. It's all on you in the next segment, John. I'm stay with on us. the edge of my seat. I'm excited <laughs> myself. <laughs> Okay, everybody, we are back. So, John, before the break, we talked, to, you know, just a little bit, maybe it's around routines. What does a day look like for you, particularly on a busy day where there's a lot of pressure on, where you're going into the unknown? Do you have rituals that you follow? Well, um, I work two jobs, and I'm very, very blessed to uh, work on Tangata uh, Pasifika and at Radio 531 as well. But I also add on other things like MC gigs. Um, I do some voiceover stuff as well. Um, so that's why I can't go to the gym. That's my excuse that I can't <laughs> go to the gym because I'm too busy doing other things. Uh, but, uh, I still have my membership, by the way, just putting it out. <laughs> Um, I like to think of it, I keep uh, the workers employed is why um, I, <laughs> um, I, I guess for me, it's just juggling, you know, because sometimes mm. things can just, you know, go a little bit longer with, um, you know, with work, sometimes the work hours are a little bit longer. It's never a nine to five, uh, you know, the work that we do, because sometimes things change, you know, with news, it never sleeps, you know, yeah. it, it just goes around the clock. 
But um, I'm really blessed uh, to work in a place where family is still important to us as well. So um, uh, I have my family time as well. And I know when work is, uh, um, you know, is my time with work. So I try not to uh, mix too much because um, sometimes the work becomes part of my family time. And um, it's unfair for my family as well, you know, if I'm kind of there, but I'm still kind of working. So I like to balance it as that, um, you know, obviously when it's, uh, when I finish my work, I have solely um, family time. I put my phone away just so I don't get um, interrupted because sometimes I, I still get calls for stuff, uh, for work, uh, for TV and the radio, or um, there's a gig coming up for me to MC. So that's one thing that um, just keeps me together. I really love my family time and with my fiance as well. She's always um, uh, supporting me. And that's the thing as well as having your support crew, um, you know, um, my time with my family is very valuable to me because that keeps me going. Also, time away with my friends. I enjoy going for walks as well with my uh, close friends because it's just time to, um, you know, um, I, I guess there, there's no camera around, there's no microphone, but it's nice just to have quality time. And you can discuss things and, you know, also uh, have time to listen to others and, you know, learn something new because sometimes we get too uh, bombarded with too many things. You don't get to think about things on your own. Um, so that can get a little crazy uh, if you can't manage it and um, I think our people are strong enough we know what's right from wrong um, you know when we uh, make uh, daily decisions and things like that but yeah that's pretty much um, what I try and do to uh, keep me going every week mm -hmm. I um, we pray every night with my family um, you know um, my um, religious side as well you know I still need to read more of the Bible as my mother constantly reminds me <laughs> Um, and and she's very very true very true, uh, but um, you know my Christian faith is very important to me. My culture. Sometimes I just listen to classic Tongan uh, string bands. You know that relaxes me. I do a bit of reading, uh, whether it's the newspaper. Uh, also, um, I read stuff online on the New Zealand uh, uh, media websites and things like that. So, yeah, it's just juggling and making sure that uh, you know you know what's prior what's your priority because sometimes. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, some weeks are long for me because I'll have, you know, uh, TV in the morning and then radio overnight and then something else the next day. And then, uh, you know, when it was um, uh, um, eligible, when I, when I could travel, I would, you know, fly the next day or something like that. So it can get, uh, you know, I guess, um, a build up of so many things going on. Uh, but for me, I've, heard, uh, I've had to learn to also say no. Right. Very tough for me, you know. Um, uh, it, it's something that I had to do because I love helping out. I love um, giving back to the community, but sometimes it, 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 there was too much that I um, committed to, and I overcommitted. And what happens is, you know, you start not uh, offering your hundred percent here, and then you lag off here. And you know, I, I don't want to give you know uh, less anything less than 100%. I always want to give my best to whatever project I work on. And um, for me, it was just learning to say no, because you know it was going to be for the better good. So um, that was, for me, was one of the things that I had to learn in life was to say, I can't do it. I'm very, very sorry, but maybe next time. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it was tough. But at the same time, you know, I've, I've been presented with some awesome opportunities. And, um, you know, everything that I've been uh, lucky enough to uh, be blessed with, um, I've I've had to choose whether to do it or not, because sometimes I, I'm coming back to family, you know, you, you, it might take me away from my family for too long. And, um, you know, I, you start missing home and things like that. But um, yeah, it's just a matter of 
juggling and measuring. Mm. You really have to do it, um, you know, and I've had to learn to say no, especially now with, you know, I, I have to think about my future with my fiance as well. I've got another half of me. So, <laughs> I mean, my, uh, my better half, I should say. Um, so, you know, I also have to have time with, uh, with her as well. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't yeah. always easy. It wasn't mm. always easy. Well, look, I, I love how kind of, real it all sounds right because that's it might seem like a small thing but it keeps appearing on this podcast particularly when i speak to people who you know uh let's say uh you know in broadcasters we like to make a quick story up about people that oh they must have this and that and all yeah. and 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 what i get a sense of is that look you're just trying to really like everyone else make it work in real time find yeah. out how to how, and and you raise a really interesting point how to say no because yeah. i was raised that if you said that you would either get a clip or you'd be seen as being very rude <laughs> so unleashed into the world as us uh, you know uh, adults it's how do you navigate a world where you assign no to being rude and you've obviously found your way to navigate that but Mm. i don't remember anyone ever mentoring me with that and do you think Mm. it's something that you just have to learn as you go like being able to say no yeah because otherwise your plate's going to be too full you know i mean nothing wrong with that by the way (laughs) um i've also had to say no to the all blacks and um, gq magazine but hey Look, you know, sometimes you just have to know when, when, when your plate's too full, um, when you know of your, um, how, um, your capability of uh, being able to perform and, and help these people. Because a lot of the time, you know, it's, it's also the time factor as well, because it's just one thing after the, the other. And then you're, I guess it's too much for you, the energy. And then, the, yeah, it, it's, I've, I've gotten into that position where it's just way too much. And I've had to learn to, um, you know, also give it to someone else to do um, if I can't do it myself. But um, it's it's a lesson that um, it took me a while to get used to. It's not always easy, you know. I, I feel terrible, you know. But um, it's it's something that um, I've I've learned to say when I know it, that I really can't do it. Um, you know, it's the last option in my list. Um, it's always on. Oh, maybe I can do it. But uh, now I just have to uh, be wise with my time as well. I have to think of um, you know my um, family, my energy as well, because otherwise I'm going to be burnt out. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> You know, I only ever um, get to have a rest on, you know, one day a week kind of thing. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's, 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 uh, you're working smarter, you know, with your time. And, um, yeah, it just means that, uh, yeah, you're going to miss out on some things, but, you know, you, it's, there will be many more blessings down the line. That's it. That's it. So, John, we'll just go to our last little break. And, and I guess when we come back, there's a couple of things that I'd like to maybe just explore with the limited time. I, I guess I should also say thank you to saying yes for us and coming for this because it's. I, I always acknowledge it that people are like, how do you find your guests? And how do you, you know, I'm like, well, you just ask nicely and hopefully they <laughs> reply. And yeah. if people don't reply, that's a nice no in some ways. Yeah. But, but, you know, it's a couple of you said there's a feed afterwards. So that's <laughs> that's a, sorry, you're breaking up. <laughs> oh no, we definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess when we come back, it's something around kind of like you know, do you ever think about with the current stuff you do, what the plan was for our ancestors back in the day? Do you feel like kind of strategy wise in terms of our exploration? One of the things that I fuels me is this idea that I come from a long line of people who explored 
And I don't like the idea that sometimes we're told what we can be. You know, I want to be able to keep adapting, you know, all the way down to, um, you know, if you really listen to COVID, it attacked your your weaknesses around your immune system. And, and if your immune system builds by giving it a variety of challenges and, and we're built for variety. And, you know, it's like we have that tension of stability as well, which those two things, I feel like they, they wrestle each other. So I, I'd be keen to explore like, you know, what did your family do way back in the day? And, and are you kind of breaking the norm with the career choices you have made or following this line just so people can maybe think, Hmm, what did my family do? You know? And, and, and then um, from there, I guess, you know, just explore a little bit about um, what, how do you think we'll remember this time? You know, it's a really interesting prospect to think that we're archiving our conversation now, but 20 years from now, you know, I wonder what people will think. So anyway, there's a bit there. Stay with us, John. Stay with us, everybody. Be back in just one take. Okay, John, here we go. So we're coming in for our little landing here. Um, we're, we're seeing shore, we're sailing towards it. And like I will say, man, it's been nice to, um, I've, you know, that's the thing about people you've watched a lot on different mediums is everyone feels like they know you. But <laughs> for you, you're just like, whoa, hold on a minute. I've only no, just met funny. you. It's funny that, you know, I go to my local uh, food court in Otahuhu and people are saying, hey, the awesome work on this. And I just love it. You know, I, I, I just feel so blessed that I'm, you know, I'm part of a community, a, a, a community program like the Pacifica movement um, that people feel like they know you. So I tell you what, my, my partner's used to it now when we go places and people are coming up to say hello and um, commenting on which story that I've worked on. Um, yeah, it's just awesome. And I love that. I love the feedback. And I also love people's honesty as well. You know, when they, when they feel where uh, we didn't do a good job of this interview, they tell us, which is the Pacific way. You just got to <laughs> tell them the truth, eh? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm crying on my way home. <laughs> yeah. Tears of joy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John, you interview a lot of people, you see a lot of scenarios, you know, you intertwine with, uh, like, a, it's a little bit like a podcast. You have a, a little hack to find your way into other people's scenarios, which is one of the blessings I have from this is I get to look outside the bubble, I guess, sometimes. Uh, have you seen any similarities? And I guess what I mean by that is in this podcast, there's a huge sense of hope that comes through from a variety of different backgrounds. You know, I speak to people who uh, believe in, you know, something um, greater than themselves. I also speak to people who just think it's, you know, that we're random atoms hitting each other. But there's something in the middle that if you're really listening, people are talking about meaning. And it's quite interesting to try and unpack what is it we're talking about you know why does it feel like there's a big plan but sometimes it feels like there's no plan you know because those things happen simultaneous have you noticed any similarities or 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 through lines things that keep coming through whenever you meet people from all the years you've done this yeah, um, as I mentioned, working for Tangata Pacifica and then also uh, working on uh, Radio 531 PI's PMN Tonga, the Tongan Language Program, we are so blessed, I tell you, uh, Will, we get to hear uh, people's stories and we go into people's lives and share a little bit about their stories with everyone else uh, using uh, radio and television. And I tell you what, one of the things that makes me proud um, and mafana, really warm inside as a Pacific person, is our sense of um, uh, whenga, uh, 
we call it in Tongan, but it's, I could translate it's uh, like we're always trying. Uh, you know, we came to New Zealand. Obviously, the story goes, we came for a better future. And you know, I tell you what, even seeing our people today, it, that hasn't stopped. You know, we've, I've interviewed people who have, um, you know, repeated, um, you know, year five, year six, so many times. And that person is now a professor, a scientist at Fonterra. I met uh, a lady uh, the other day who um, injured herself. She's now a paraplegic. She's still using her um, ability to teach others. Um, she's a PT. You know, she's in a wheelchair. So we're not letting things stop us. You know, uh, there are many barriers, uh, you know, in, in life. And I guess, um, you know, whether it's a physical one or, you know, if something to do with the way we live at home, the house we're in. But people don't let that, uh, you know, stop our, our, our spirit and, you know, the way we try and achieve things. Um, we are so, um, I guess, blessed because we come from a long line of ancestors who were great explorers, navigators. We've all heard the stories, and I think that's still happening today uh, with the stories that we hear of um, our community never stopping the sense of, you know, achieving, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, we've, we've um, had stories of the first uh, uh, female um, uh, judge uh, in Samoa here in Aotearoa, first Tongan judge. You know, there's going to be plenty more firsts uh, to come in our community and that's just so inspiring for our next generation as well to see that yeah i can do that too because some people think you know i guess um you know when when they are stuck in that bubble like for me i can speak for my community in south auckland when people tell you oh you can only uh work at this uh place and that's it no that's not the way you know you you can achieve more once you burst that bubble you can also well when it's safe to burst that bubble uh, if it's uh, <laughs> COVID restricted uh, uh, but um, metaphorically speaking um people need to come out of their shell and you know say and say to yourself i can do this because sometimes we're held back we've got the mentality we've got the um, inside us you know we're warriors you know mm -hmm. it, uh, it, it it helps us you know when when it um when the time comes you know when we're studying for whatever and you know just using tongans as uh, as an example of you know the uh, most phd per capita you know our people are, you know we we come from a small island we don't have much resource wise we come here and we come with this but also with this, with our heart. We never uh, let, um, you know, I, I guess the many barriers that we face, you know, whether it's, oh, we can't afford to go into this really expensive school or things like that. Our, our people are in different uh, parts of society now. And I want to acknowledge our ancestors and also our Kainga who have done the hard work for us. I want to say to our people, look, we don't have to struggle as much as our parents did. I'm so blessed because my... Whew, we're going to get a bit emotional here. I'm so blessed because we've, our families have done the hard yards for us, so you and I can have a better future. And I'm so blessed that I can go to certain places and certain things because my parents worked hard for you and I to get there. And that's one thing I want to remind our people is that you're at a very, very uh, blessed and I guess privileged position where you're at at the moment. We are so lucky. We grow up, I mean, I guess the, the, uh, the young generation today, we have all the nice things. Our people had to do some of the hardest jobs, the jobs that no one else wanted to do because they didn't want to do it, but they did it because they cared about us. And, um, you know, whatever the family dynamics is, just know that, um, you know, you're surrounded by some good people. I know our families as well, we have some very tough issues we face as families. But um, overall, I think um, we must um, acknowledge those who have done the hard work for us 
you know, I know it was tough, you know, back in the day with the dawn raids, you know, with the overstays and things like that. But, you know, our people worked for it. Our, our, our families worked to be here and we're contributing to New Zealand. And don't forget that, that you also have a right to be here too. Um, you're, you're part of this big multicultural community called Aotearoa New Zealand. And we're very blessed to be part of this nation where we have our own schools. We have our churches here. We can also celebrate our language and not be afraid. Our parents were in a time where they couldn't speak their languages mm. and it was uh, frowned upon if you spoke your native tongue. We are encouraged to use our languages now and, you know, don't be afraid of that. When I was growing up, you know, like, oh, there's a fob, you know, someone who speaks of um, broken English. But I tell you what, it is so beautiful, Will, when you converse with young Tongans, Samoans, Fijians, New Orleans, Cook Islanders, and you hear them speak in their real. It is so beautiful. And I encourage our, our, our families Keep doing it at home because that's the first classroom. You start in your living room, your lounge, use the language, talk to your uh, kāinga, your whānau, kāinga, vuvale, in your languages. You just never know how far that will go because they will see that as a normal uh, a way of speaking to each other. And when once that is normal, everything else will fall into place and that will help us going forward. I've been to um, communities, Will, um, you know, smaller communities where a lot of them have migrated because of the um, impacts of um, climate change. We're lucky in, in the major islands like Tonga that we're still okay at the moment, but it is so sad that, you know, they're losing their land. And imagine if they don't have their language, they also lose their identity as well. And that's one thing I also want to remind um, the, the viewers that are um, still joining us, and thank you for staying with us, <laughs> um, you know, the importance of holding on to your culture. They say in Māori it's like our taonga. And this is our treasure, our mercena that we're going to take forward for the next generation. And once we do that, we'll see it as the as the norms, and then that will just continue and continue. And I'll, uh, we don't have to worry about um, you know a, a language or a community or people that um, you know that will uh, disappear if we keep doing the, the the great work that we're doing at the moment. Mm, absolutely beautiful. And I had a moment today speaking to a Fijian colleague and. He was explaining to me, you know, with the Fijian language week and, and the type we're recording this, that they don't have a word for cousin. You're either a brother or a sister. Yeah, and I thought that was really interesting because yeah. it's like more bandwidth than English gives it sometimes. Yes. We define things in English and we can yeah. tell you, but it's like uh, these are the other things we're not realizing that when you forget a language, you forget other meanings. And yeah. what that explains a lot why Pacific doesn't just draw the line because mm. you can't do a brother or sister, you know, and, yeah. and people can understand that, but they need to know, they need yeah. to know. And so it's one of my um, journeys through Cook Island is to rediscover that, you know, as a, as a 40 year old man now having to <laughs> now acknowledge that, hold on, there's 50% of me that was dormant. Yeah. And and this is the journey, but we all have a chance, right, in this yeah. world to to find that. So it's something quite beautiful. A final question, John, is yes. you know, um, as I get nervous when I head into these podcasts, um, is there any guests you've had over the years that have made you kind of get the butterflies, or or do you go into a zone where you're just like, no, it's time to deliver? <laughs> you know, it's been awesome. We get um, the access to places. You know, I've I've, I've, met, I've met uh, world leaders, you know, the Pacific leaders, uh, been able to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, travel to some really awesome places. And I'm pinching myself. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm here right now. 
But, um, you know, meeting the, the, the famous people, it's fantastic, the sports stars and things like that. But it's the community heroes that still, um, you know, leave a, um, you know, I, I guess, a, a, a everlasting memory uh, with me. It's because they're just really awesome, awesome people, you know. Um, um, and I always reflect back to the COVID time on, on uh, meeting uh, families um, uh, who have come together. So I, I was out in Otara with a group who come together. They've got some funding uh, from the government to uh, put together food parcels to help the elderly. And I thought, man, that is so cool because this is the Pacific way. We always look after the elders, you know, with respect uh, to them. And, you know, and, you know, we're in New Zealand and COVID will never stop that. COVID will never stop our Pacific way and the, and the way we look after each other. And I thought that was really cool. And, um, you know, one of the families was mom, dad, and the kids all came and all dressed with their masks and whatnot. And they're volunteers. And I just thought, man, this is so awesome. You know, when you, when you meet people like that, that's fantastic. Because you, you see, um, you know, I, I guess... Um, there's the sense of um, they, they still have that love and community. And um, that's one thing that uh, COVID or any um, uh, health crisis will ever take away from our people. That's a, that's a human thing that, uh, that will always be in us, is that uh, we always have that sense of looking after one another. And, and for me, that um, speaks more volume to me, um, um, you know. And I mean, with all respect to everyone else that I've met, some awesome, awesome people. But I think it's the, the people, the unknown people that no one will, you know, will know about because they just do get the work done without asking for a special um, recognition. You know, they may not wear a cape or dress up in their uh, costume, superhero costumes, but for me, I take my hat off uh, uh, to those people as well. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, what about your your family, your parents? Are they proud of their boy? I mean, do they get time to sit down with you and celebrate the wins as, as they happen? Oh, thank you so much, brother, for asking that. Absolutely. So my father passed away a few years ago, but my mother is still here, and I'm so blessed to have her here. Um, it just, um, it's good to have her wisdom uh, to remind me <laughs> of things. Because, you know, like like everyone else, sometimes I get um, too busy with uh, too many things, but mom's always there to remind me about what's important. You know, our God is important to us and our family and, you know, his teachings. Uh, but also, you know, having my partner as well, she always reminds me. She is, uh, my, um, I guess, my second voice that's uh, always there when I'm trying to make decisions, and uh, she's a huge help um, in terms of uh, me and my career. But um, having good friends as well, um, you know, is another good thing as well that um, that's helped me to get to where I am, and I always, always, always remember them. And um, I encourage people to surround yourself with the right people. I've, um, I've had. Um, time to reach out to some of my own relatives who I know who are kind of on the brink of, you know, doing something that they all regret later. And uh, we do a bit to reach out to us as well. So it is important to also share that love as well to people who you know who are going through tough times. And I encourage people to uh, reach out and check in on each other. I know that uh, uh, coming into mental health, it's quite an important thing now uh, with families uh, impacted by COVID-19 and other issues as well. You know, some people are having a little bit of, um, it's a sad time for, for some people out there. So mm. do your best more to uh, give back and, and reach out to um, others. But my family as well, um, to, answer you, <laughs> to answer you, sorry, to give you that uh, one hour answer. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my family uh, um, uh, definitely well. And, um, you know, we, we 
can't wait to um, go back uh, to the islands one day and visit the rest of our kāinga who are back home in Tonga, uh, but also see others, uh, you know, in Australia and other parts of the world. So when that happens, uh, we, we look forward to it. Absolutely beautiful. Look, John, you kind of like raised a, uh, something for me to end on, which is, you know, I guess you mentioned mental health. And sometimes what I quite like about what we're doing right now is we're just talking, right? And if people don't feel like talking, they don't know what to say, they can sometimes just sit back and listen. And this yeah. is an interesting little, um, it's like I imagine sitting around a campfire. Sometimes it's yeah. just nice to look at something else and yeah. not have to think about the pressure of the world. So, you know, there's lots of little nuggets that you've delivered all the way through that I think help us ignite that flame because that's what I'm really trying to do, you know, is trying to find these things that, that you can't touch, you can't feel, but you can, you take it and you, it helps you, you know, like a bit of an energy. And my, my fingers are crossed that this happens through the internet too, that it's not just in real life where you can be inspired, but if it just happens to be on a good frequency, you can, that person listening right now can take what they need from John Pulu, you know, and they can say, great. Or they can reconfirm an idea or they can say, hey, I disagree with that. But at the end of the day, we're doing something. And so um, anyways, brother, I want to thank you for taking an hour of your time out to give to us. It's an awesome service. And um, yeah, well, let's wrap it there. Uh, normally I plug the guest, but John, they just got to turn on the TV or the radio and they know where to find you. <laughs> Actually, you don't need more people to find you. But um, so no plugging for you. You're okay. Um, well, in terms of plugging, is there someone in the community that someone should be aware of? Is there is there a couple groups you might highlight for us if we're going to go and like a facebook page who's yeah. two or three people that you've come across lately yeah just some of the um uh, organizations that uh, that comes to mind uh, there's siaola s-i-a-o-l-a -A, uh for our tongan community they're fantastic uh also um there's another group uh, um the fono uh here in uh, uh, different parts of auckland uh it's a um, health provider but they have also been um, handing out uh, food parcels i'd also like to acknowledge uh, sir michael jones and uh, lady maliana who have been doing their part to give back uh, with their incredible food bank which is feeding so many people uh, during this uh, very sad time as well so um, some of those community organizations um, you know a lot of our church groups uh, have um, um, said look we're going to help out as well and it's so awesome to see our our church members and church leaders uh, you know put their hand up and say look we can help out as well instead of just sitting back um, you know some people are afraid of standing up and saying I can help but it's been awesome to see some of our community church leaders um, you know stand together and unite against uh, COVID-19. No one knows how long this will be and I'm praying that, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we get to um, see the rest of our families um, outside of Aotearoa uh, very soon and going back to a new normal. But um, I, I just want to say um, before we um, wrap up, Malo Abito, Vinaka Vakalevo to you, Will, um, and your team for uh, this opportunity. I'm I'm very very honoured uh, to be part of this program, and I'd like to say a big thank you to all your viewers and everyone out there who might be listening or tuning in from uh, different parts of Aotearoa and the world as well. Uh, thank you for supporting Tanata Pacifica and also Radio 531. And me, this random guy from uh, <laughs> Otahuhu, uh, originally from uh, Tonga, and uh, um, I'm still here to uh, help and serve you, uh, my beautiful community, and I, I wish you all a very, very prosperous um, uh, Christmas break if I don't see you, and a wonderful uh, new year, and I hope that uh, one day I'll get to meet all of you very soon, but uh, for now, mālo apito and vinaka vakalevu. Uh,